Hello and welcome along to Season 4, Episode 17 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host, Mars, and I'm joined as always by my amiga, Kylie, and my amigo, PJ. Uh, our amigo, Don, is taking the night off. Guys, how are we doing? Hello. Hello. Great. Great. Oh, I bet, I bet it's great for you. And let's, let's get going. <laughs> well, we start, we, start the game week, we start the game week with a review of our results. And there's a happy amiga. It's been a while. Absolutely well-deserved. So tell us about your game week. You're obviously the top, top uh, uh, amiga this week. So tell us all about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I am. I, I genuinely have been programmed to expect failure this season. So I was completely... <laughs> I genuinely didn't know how to react. I was so confused by things going well um, on the first night. But, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm not sure what I'm on now because I'm not counting the, the game. Obviously, the Tottenham-Liverpool game is, is currently on. Um, but prior to this game, I was on 76. Uh, so went really – I mean, the first night was, was phenomenal. Um, 71 points from the first night. It just and it was all my cheapies, right? So I mean, I had Rafinha, Suchek, Gundi, um, Antonio, Diaz, and Cancelo, um, and it was a bit just like everything went right, you know. Kind everything of went in the real way. Everything, everything went in. <laughs> everything, it, it, in this way, it was hilarious. I was watching with Paul, and he just kept looking at me like, "I what? What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, Why? I mean, with the West Ham game, the same time as the Leeds game, and Suchek and Rafinha scoring pretty much next to each other. It was, uh, yeah, it they was crazy. Some dancing around the kitchen. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I came. I think I believe I'm still second anyway, around 66 points. I've still, I've, I've got Salah and Son. Uh, I'll happily take the 66 now and call it a day. So the game's finished. Uh, but yeah, I mean, captain failure, but. I had Gundogan. I didn't have Suchek. I actually sold him. I much prefer selling him than actually... Because I was going to bench him. And I know it sounds stupid, but I mean it. The reason I sold him is because I didn't want to bench him. Uh, I knew I was, if I bought Son in, he would... Uh, I, I would sell him. So, uh, like, that, that was a decision I made because I just could not be doing with a bench headache. Having a strong bench. And I'm glad I didn't because I'll be gutted with 15. And many people I've seen, he's number one or number two on their bench. The Villa boys no, deliver games for me. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead, Carly. No, I was just going to say, lots of heartache. Uh, Suchek, you either have him and you play him through all things or or don't have him. I just think he's too hard to call when to bench. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know what, I, I, was, I was surprised by that amount of benching because uh, it's been said a lot that Palace are quite weak uh, defensive set pieces. And I know there was a lot of uh, comparisons between uh, when Suchek is playing with Antonio and when he's not, and maybe people were swayed by that. Sometimes also what happened is people had a strong bench because it's just coming off the bench boost. So they had to, to bench players maybe they yeah. wouldn't normally. So it's unlucky. Uh, some people might have got lucky with Werner not playing or, or James. But I, I, from what I've seen, more, more people have had him stuck on the bench than, than anything else. Um, but yeah, the Villa boys came in again for me. Grealish and Watkins, uh, they all are my, my differentials, having three of them. And they seem to, to, to continue dripping the points, which is good. Uh, PJ, what about you? Uh, yeah, abject failure, as as always. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of got to the stage now with my team where if Fantasy Towers kind of deleted it or, you know, my cat in an evil vendetta accidentally deleted my team, the overall um, sense would be of relief, catharsis, peacefulness. Um, it's just been such such a horrible season. Um, 
I had Cancelo, which was obviously good, and Rafina. Uh, they contributed 30 out of my, what, I think I'm on 46 points. So eight blanks, no differential scoring. In fact, all my differential have got one point. Sold Trent, injured Kane, injured Vardy the week before, injured Adams the week before that. I've taken 10 hits this season, and I've made a negative loss on nine of them. I mean, I could go on, but... Who did you upset? The fact that I'm actually still above Kylie is... It says. It says <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was just going to say, um, that sounds so much like what the majority of my season was. I, I had a look at my, um, you know, kind of history for, for this season um, just the other day. And in, so like seven about seven or eight game weeks ago, I was at four million something, right? That's that's how horrendous my season had been. Like, it's a running joke that I'm cursed. Um, and I have had, barring one, I believe, uh, I had a red arrow in the, the double, but otherwise I've had green arrows, granted, you know, incremental ones. Um, I, I'm sort of now, I don't know what it is at, at this point, but... You know, I, I got to about 1.5, I think, kind of midweek, game week rank. Um, so things have turned, but there was a point back in, you know, game week 13 or so where I genuinely was at this completely down, helpless point. I was like, what is the point of me doing anything with this team? Uh, everything I do is just completely cursed. Um but it's good, it's good to talk about it. And the reason we're, we're discussing it is because a lot of people, a lot of season players are having this problem. But as you've shown, you know, you've got, you've gone up by three million, right? And yeah. I know uh, PJ's had, is, is had ups and downs, but I guess there's still 18 game weeks to go. There's still things to play. I know it's easy said from, uh, not just for my position, but for people who have had like consecutive green arrows versus somebody who's had consecutive red arrows. But, I guess sometimes maybe the pressure's off and you can just play and go mad. This is what I did last season. When things weren't working, I just decided to go mad. It didn't work, but I enjoyed it because I just stopped caring. Whereas now I'm a bit more careful. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm planning a bit more as much as we can plan. But talking about the other end, people who have done well, um, PJ, can you take us through the Three Amigos League? Because there's some high flyers in there. Yes, indeed. Although certainly these scores are a lot lower than the uh, triple figures we saw um, last week. So we've got the current top five of Adrian FPL. We've got Mo Salah. All of these players have now broken the 1300 mark. Uh, I'm not sure I'm in four figures, to be honest. But anyway, number four, Cruise Control, Matt Smith. Number three, the increasingly poorly named Sky player in FPL, Paul. Number two, the sidings, Christopher Chauvin. And still at number one, albeit by only a single point now, is up the ox and Ben White. So, nice one. Well done, all. Um, four figures. Mars, do you have a ramp for us? Or, you know? Yes, I do, actually. I actually do. Um, whilst I'm trying to watch, the, we're recording during the Liverpool Spurs game, and there's about 12 minutes left. And, uh, yeah. You've won, Mars. I'm not oh, sure why you're still there, but you've played him off the park. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, anything can happen. Anyway, um, I do have a rant. I have a rant about, um, and, and I tweeted about it, and it seems like I'm not the only one who thinks about it. Others agree. This, look, I respect people's opinion, but I also have my opinion to think that it's a rubbish opinion. They, they can still have it. 
this crap about, oh, my captain has an EO of uh, 200%, so I really, uh, I'm not going to gain anything if he, if he scores. Oh, well, there we go. Enjoy the Bruno Blanc, guys, because like, I want my captain to score as much points as possible. I don't care who, uh, who owns him. There's somebody who doesn't. It's not 100% ownership. Maybe the EO is, but there's people in mini leagues and stuff like that that might not have him, might not have him as captain. I want my captain to smash it every time. It's about overall points, not just game week points. I think it's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. And I don't get it. Maza. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I would jump in there. I think like on the captaincy, okay, it's a different situation, you know, if you have Bruno and you haven't captained him and like 2.7 million people have and then you're a bit iffy, right? But if it's your captain... Like, you're not losing anything by him scoring loads. And there are people that you are gaining on. So You, you only absolutely. get a green arrow at some, at some level. Exactly. It's not a bad thing, guys. Like Exactly. It's, it's, I, I just, uh, for me, I think it's, um, it's crazy, personally. It's why don't you? If, I think, you know, just, just only captain... Differentials. If you got, if you want to bet against the house, exactly, exactly. Just, but you know, yeah. no, it's just I, I don't know. It's like, it's like it feels to me at times like you know, you go to a, you go to a casino, you go to a roulette board, and you put you know everything on black and red, uh, and then you're sat there thinking, fuck, it could come up at zero. It could, it's going to come up at zero. It's going to come up at zero. It's like, well, <laughs> put it on zero then. <laughs> yeah, put, put it on zero. zero. Don't put it on red or black if that's what you want to chase. Yeah. Like... And then don't moan when the odds are not in your favour and you don't get the positive outcome, right? Like, you, you can't have everything. Yeah. Well, right. so, yeah. It sounds like we all agree. And I think a lot of people on Twitter, I did see it. And the reason I tweeted about it is because I saw people talking about it. I'm like, am I reading this right? Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to some uh, some uh, of the topics that we want to discuss. And before we start, I just quickly wanted to round up. You know, there's obviously we've just come out of a double game week and a blank game week, and there's still a lot more to come. And thanks to to people like Ben Ben Krillin, we 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 can uh, we we can only play by what we know. And he's obviously very good at predicting things. Uh, he always says he's not 100 percent and could get it wrong, but he's been more right than wrong. So I just wanted to quickly say, what is it that we know? We know City are going to have three double game weeks because they've had some games that have been cancelled and they have they are in a cup final. So we know. And most likely, um, <coughs> excuse me, according to, uh, to Ben, that City will potentially have game weeks in 24, 26 and 27 doubles. Potentially. Will they? We don't know. Who is it against? We don't know yet. It could be there's an there's a Everton game that was moved. Uh, there's uh, other games. Uh, obviously, they've got the final, the, the game that they were supposed to be playing on the final, etc. So, you know that having three... If you don't have three City players, have three City players. They're a team in form anyway. And you know they're going to have doubles. Now, what, what we also know uh, as well is that um, Spurs cannot get a double game week before game week 26. So uh, the other thing that we know is game week, game week 26 will be a big double game week. That's because a lot of the games from game week 29, which is the FA Cup fifth or sixth or seventh quarters, will be in, in, in 29 and they move that to 26. So it's a big, it's a, it's a free midweek. So there's going to be a lot of doubles. So for, again, follow Ben at the moment. There's, there seems to be quite a few blanks for game week 29. Most of them will move into 26. 
Um, there are some teams that have a couple of games a bit behind. Aston Villa, Everton, and, and I believe Spurs. Especially with Spurs playing in the final. Um, we know that now, because Spurs beat, uh, won the, their cup game, they can't play before 26, so we know that. Now, what we don't know is, potentially, there's the Leeds Southampton game, Everton have got a couple of games, and Villa have got a couple of games. Some of these games could be soon. We believe they will be, if anything, game week 24. So, when you make, the reason we're doing all of this and when we discuss our points, when you're making new transfers, you might want to, if you don't plan on wildcarding it, or if your team is strong and you don't want to move, but you're looking to replace Kane, you know, Everton becomes an option. They've got, they've got some good fixtures, and they're going to have two games soon. Uh, Villa have good fixtures, good form, and they're scoring goals. So these are the players that maybe you could look at because they are cheap. They are players that you can bring in and could help you with the double and potentially the blank, like Everton, because they, uh, I believe they're out of the cup. Um, actually, I don't know. But anyway, I'm, I'm, this is what we know, so I'm going to stop now because I don't want to start predicting things. I just wanted to summarise where we are and, and what we know. Uh, now, let's, um, guys, we, we, we had a couple of topics that we t- wanted to talk about. Uh, one was uh, City and one was Chelsea. And let's start with uh, City. Um, <clears throat> Kevless City. Without De Bruyne, we've seen them play now. A lot of people went for Gundogan. Uh, some people decided to go Sterling. Uh, some people went with double defence. How do we think, based on what we saw, do we think there is a chance for people like Foden, Jesus, Mares, will not having De Bruyne affect City or not? We have to be not to be blinkered by one game against West Brom, with all the respect to West Brom. Hashtag no disrespect. Uh, tell me, what do you guys think? Kylie, come to you. Yeah, uh, it, it's an interesting one, right? Because I, I feel like there's kind of two two questions wrapped up in this, right? Uh, in in terms of whether you go double defence or or whether you go attack, you know. So is it will they continue to perform without KDB? And obviously we have one match reference there, um, you know, on current form, which is them putting five past West Brom. But as you said we would kind of expect City's B team to put five past West Brom as, as they're currently playing, right? So that is what it is. I'd take that with a pinch of salt. Um, the second one is, you know, in terms of their recent goal surge or re- return to historic City goal-scoring form um, compared to earlier in the season, right? Because for the majority of the season, City have not been flying high. Right. The last five games, they've scored 15 goals and the previous, what, 14 games, they scored 21. So, so they've effectively like doubled their average output in, in that period. So and they've maintained their defensive solidity this time. So we, we've got a, a few different questions. I think on Kevin, it's, it, it's kind of hard to determine based on one game whether they'll continue but the one thing we should sort of remember is uh, it was the 18-19 season, I believe, when Kevin missed like 150 days there thereabouts um, of that season, and they did win. So they do have depth. We've won game, and we've seen them play effectively, and they've scored lows. They seem to be continuing that that new goal scoring vigor that they've got, uh, and they've got Gundy in particular, who's thriving. So I I wouldn't. Well, I maybe wouldn't go too gung ho on attack because some of them are what mm. we consider yeah. unreliable, right? Um, yeah. I think Gundy is one that you don't kind of question. He's a 5.7 gift who looks great on current form and he's relatively low risk, right? Uh, I think and potentially the pen, the pen taker, right? 
potentially. Well, it does, it, yeah, it does seem to be the case at the moment. Um, so I, I like him. I understand people going Sterling. I understand the draw with other ones, and you know maybe you guys will touch on them. Um, but I mean, just quickly on defence, I personally would absolutely advocate for a double defence. Right, there's 11 clean sheets, nine in their last 11 matches. So Diaz and Stones, and it seems weird to be saying this about Stones, right? But they are a rock in defence at the moment. They are the way we used to think about Liverpool, right? Before this season. Um, and I mean, obviously, Liverpool have lots of defensive injuries, etc. But you look at them and you think, I've got a really good chance every game week, particularly when the fixtures are strong, of getting that clean sheet and potentially something else. So I think doubling up and going one of Diaz or Stones for that kind of solidity and maybe less rotation, uh, plus Cancelo, who's finally... In the first week I brought him in, finally delivered a haul. Um, you know, you can do really well. I mean, just from a personal perspective, I've, over the last two game weeks, taken two uh, four-point hits specifically to bring in Diaz uh, and then this week Cancelo, right? Um, and they've got 41 points for me in that period, net 33. Now, yeah, there were attacking returns in there, but they kept clean sheets as well. So I think... It's a really sensible play to go for them. And if you're going to go for the triple up more so, right, to go for the two of them and then go for a city yeah. attacker. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Them. Yeah, I completely agree. We, we, we said that, I think, last time around. We said double defence for City plus one attacker because of the rotation risk. But at the time, it was De Bruyne. Now, with that De Bruyne, I completely agree with you. I think I still think would go with two defenders and one attacker. And, yeah, it depends. Look, I went Gundogan because I knew that I could use the money in uh, other places, bring Son back, for example, for their run. But you look at City's run, and I completely agree with you regarding the defence. The question is, I guess, uh, PJ, I'll come to you on this one. If somebody has Stones and Diaz, would you do the sideway move to Cancelo? No, I wouldn't. Um, uh, I, you know, I think I think they're probably more rotation proof, um, generally speaking, because Walker and obviously kind of Mendy and Zinchenko are still there. They've got a few problems at centre back. The ports out of favour, so I, I wouldn't do it. I think you just have to take the fact that yeah, you'll get you'll get some highs, you'll get some lows. I think owning two City defenders short term is is definitely the play. I think I think just to kind of backtrack more from a kind of an overall football perspective rather than necessarily kind of FPL in terms of how De Bruyne affects um, City. Um, the, 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 the truth is we, we just simply don't know yet. Uh, De Bruyne is a, is a big game player. Um, he is an FPL perspective as well. Um, City are flying. They have this wonderful system, a very, very Barcelona system they've got at the moment with no striker. Obviously, Aguero seemingly permanently has COVID, you know, or is, you know, quarantining for other people getting COVID. Uh, Jesus is, you know, on his way out. I think his city career is probably probably done for. Uh, and so he just has this kind of flurry of kind of rotating midfields, silver, uh, both silvers, Foden, um, kind of all dotting around. But um, Sheffield United at home, followed by Burnley, who, who City loves to play. So I don't think we'll, we'll learn much in those two games. I expect City to win both of those games to nil, uh, with goal scores coming from any of those kind of rotating midfielders. But after that, City have comfortably the worst run of anyone in the league, um, sandwiched with potential kind of doubles and kind of blanks as well. But on paper, they've got Liverpool, Tottenham, 
Arsenal away, who seem, seem to have turned a corner again finally. West Ham, who are looking as good as anyone right now. Uh, and then Manchester United. That is an extremely difficult run, and that is a run where they're going to miss Kevin De Bruyne for. And they're not going to miss him against West Brom and Sheffield United and Burnley, but they are going to miss him in those but games. He, he'll be back, right? He's, he's I don't think he'll be back. It's such a good point, PJ, because it, it, it is those big games where Absolutely. he will be a notable absence. Um, I mean, as soon as he got injured, we were hearing sort of two weeks, then it was four to six weeks. Uh, the reality is we just don't know. But if we do get to that torrid run, then yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think that torrid run only 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 it starts in seven days. That time. the Liverpool match is you know a week <laughs> on week on Saturday, isn't it? So yeah, right. We, we've yeah, okay. back, back back game weeks at the moment, so it is such yeah. a short period. So they he will miss a, a chunk of that yeah. as a result. If, I if think he'll definitely miss the, miss the Liverpool and Tottenham game. Um, yeah, and. I, I just think I think it'd be interesting. Some players might step up. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, the fact that you know, you know, Foden, you know, my Christ, he's a fucking annoying SBL player. But you know, let's give him credit. He's 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 playing out of his skin from a pure footballing perspective. As is Bernardo Silva, who was the player who stepped out stepped up when De Bruyne was injured last time uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. It's been absolutely fantastic the last few weeks, and obviously Gundogan uh, as well has, has has been magnificent. So you'd think those three will be able to cover them, but they will miss De Bruyne and those big fixtures where they need to have that just that one or two ice, ice, you know, cool passes when it needs. Yeah. So, so we'll wait and we'll wait and see. I think, I think, I think, you know, look, I'm going to just take, take chances now because I've got nothing else to lose. But I think jumping off City for that run will is a high risk manoeuvre, which which I might I might consider. But it will depend a little bit on how the doubles fall because you know. I, do I want to carry Triple City into Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United? I'm, I'm not sure I do, really. When teams like, you know, like you said, Leicester and Villa and West Ham uh, will all have doubles and are all flying from an attacking perspective. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. Right. Let's move to the uh, next topic. And I'm going to come to you, uh, PJ, on that one. It's uh, Frankless Chelsea. So Lampard got his marching orders. We now have Tuchel's Chelsea. Um, what what do we see? We've seen them play one game. It was nil nil. Um, there's lots of talk about three five two and two wing backs. Tell me what you think about the way they set up. What what bargains could we look at? Obviously they they will probably have a double. What where would we go? Would yeah, well, he, he, you know, he loves to rotate. And the first thing he said in his press conference was that he, he liked the look of having such a deep squad, obviously 22 man. I think he even said the number uh, and he was looking to utilise all of that. So, so from a FPL perspective, I'd be I'd be wary of Chelsea in terms of who is going to play from one week to the next. I found it hilarious that people were jumping on his first team sheet as evidence of the likes of Reese James and Mason Mount were suddenly out in the cold. Um, you know, we, we have a period where every team pretty much is playing a game every three or four games, um, every three or four days, rather. There's going to be a lot of a lot of rotation. But also what worries me about Chelsea at the moment and what he's got to fix is is, is they just can't score. They, they've scored four goals in their last seven matches um, in the league. Uh, they 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 aren't really creating a great deal. You know, Kai Havertz is a player I've spoken about at length uh, on Twitter in um, uh, derogatory terms over the course of this season. His 
statistically, he's he's arguably been the worst player in the entire league, which is absolutely incredible given the reputation um, that he that he came from. He's just not creating anything. He played him a number ten role uh, again in, in a um, is it was it Tuchel 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 Tuchel. There you go. I got it right first time. I keep um, hearing both. It's very challenging. Yes. So let's <laughs> call him Thomas. So and he did you know you know he didn't really do anything in that game either. Yeah. So, it's a it's a strange one. It's a strange one. Um, he's an attacking coach, uh, you know, Thomas, from his previous two jobs. But then you've got to paint that out of the fact that one of them was PSG, where, you know, he pretty much had a league at his mercy. So scoring three goals on average there probably isn't as good an achievement as what he was managing at Dortmund, which was still over two goals a game, uh, where he also did well. So he'll want to play attacking. He plays a high press. Um, I actually think, you know, I actually thought that Reese James, when he was first appointed, would be one of the players that would benefit most. But then, obviously, he didn't play in the first game, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, and, and Chelsea don't have, don't have, you know, don't have that appealing kind of fixtures kind of coming up. You know, they've got a little run of Sheffield United and Newcastle soon, but then Sheffield United just beat us, so now they're the greatest team in the world. So, yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see on, on Chelsea. I think the, the jury, the jury is out. Um, but we don't have to rush with them because there's so many players cheaper at other teams um, like Villa, like West Ham, like Leeds that, you know, it's not there like, oh my God, I really want to get some Chelsea players in. Can we please just, you know, kind of show us what players are going to perform? I just sit back and wait. I think the next two games, Burnley at home will tell us a lot. Tottenham away will tell us a lot. Two very different games up next. Yeah. That's a little bit how they set up. After that, you should have a better idea. And then they have Sheffield United and Newcastle when Manchester City had Liverpool and Tottenham. So that would be a time where the Brave might say, hmm, do I, uh, do I move one of these assets to a, uh, you know, a Ziyech or, or a Mount or a Werner and, and try and roll the dice a little bit? So, so yeah. yeah, I think a question for a, for a week or so in Chelsea's case. Yeah, I agree. Kylie, Kylie um, with the, you know, there's this manager, uh, new manager bounce myth. Well, it's not a myth. We've seen it happen. Do we see this happening? Like, there's a big talk about he's German. They brought him in to play Havertz and Werner. Werner doesn't even start the first game. I agree with uh, PJ. We shouldn't look too much into it. But what do you think about the German connection, Timo's chances, wh- where Tammy and Giroud have actually been doing really well up front? I know PJ said they don't score a lot. But when these two are playing, they're scoring. Uh, I mean, we know I love Giroud, right? But... Um, uh, I- Again, I would just simply echo what PJ has said. I, I really think it's too early to tell. I would assume since they've gone big and invested in Havertz and Werner in particular, that the hope is that they can be managed effectively to, you know, fulfill the promise that, that they had. But um, I, I think from an, uh, you know, so that's a bigger question from a football perspective for Chelsea for their season. But I think from an FPL perspective, it's, it is just way too soon to be kind of making a call and it's an unnecessary move at the moment just because we really do have lots of other options. I mean, I'm looking at options that I want to have and I, you know, I find it quite difficult to figure out who I want to sell. You know, that, that's just at the moment things change on a dime in this game, obviously, but Chelsea's not in the reckoning at the moment. Um, Obviously, that's partly because of their recent form and partly because of the unknown of, of how they're going to look um, under this new management. So 
I do think that we, we can just sit and watch. And as PJ said, we have a, a couple of fixtures coming up that will be two very different games. And hopefully that will give us a bit more information. Um, you know, and we might be able to determine something about who his preferred players are as well, because one game that's, you know, right in the thick of a fixture run is a little bit difficult to to make a call on. And we just don't need to. We really do have some great options that are really affordable at the moment. And money's not an issue for most with KDB out of the record. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think the way they're priced as well with their defenders, you can easily, as PJ mentioned, if you really want to move off City, switch to their defenders when you see if Chilwell, James, etc. playing. Their midfielders are not the most expensive at the moment. Uh, you can get to uh, to most of them, ZH, etc. Most people will have players around that price and their forwards are quite cheap. So, well, Werner's not the cheapest, but with Kane injured, maybe people will look at him. We don't know how long he'll be out for. But, um, yeah, no, I completely agree with both of you guys. It's, it's a hold if you have their players. Don't panic if one of your players did not start. Give it a couple of games, wait and see what happens and then, then we'll have a clearer picture. Cool. Well, I think, you know, guys, I think these, these are the two main topics that we wanted to cover. So let's go into the listener questions. Uh, it's a quick turnaround, so we don't want to just, you know, uh, spend too much time talking about things and repeating stuff. Uh, but the, I thought we felt those two topics were quite important for, for our listeners. So we'll go into the listener questions. We have we have quite a few, and then um, yeah, we'll we'll answer. We'll, we'll see if there's anything pops up there. Uh, Flapjack at Flapjack FBO. He would like to know the thoughts on Foden. He adds, "What a man." Would you captain Foden? Yeah, I'm going to captain him. Why not? <laughs> Let's do it. I can't do any worse than Flapjack did. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I felt bad for the for the for those who bought Foden. He actually played well, but the reason he came off early, I think, because he played the full the the the, the full game in the FA Cup. Yeah. But yeah, and you guarantee he's past the next game. Yeah, he's exactly. He'll play against Sheffield United. So, and yeah. Gundogan will be the first two names on that on that sheet, plus Edison. Those three you guarantee, uh, because they, Edison will always play, and those two came off early. Uh, right. Agree. <clears throat> Next question. Uh, I'll come to you, uh, Kylie. Uh, who's Dabalicelli uh, at FBL underscore Latex underscore? Didn't he have a differential option at the back, given Everton's current formation and upcoming games, including the doubles? Or will he break our hearts with another red card or injury? Oh, I mean that—that's the thing with with him. Like, it—it it really is always a roller coaster ride. I, I think all of us who've owned him at any point uh, have experienced that. It—it's—it's it's genuinely there's no middle ground. It's like, you know, he doesn't start, he comes on, he gets sent off, or he gets 17 points as like one or the other. Um, I uh, look. I mean, you have to given the potential for doubles and everything I mean you, you have to be looking at Everton and for some of us uh, there are certain players that are not up for consideration so you know <laughs> it could, could be one for consideration or uh, you know perhaps the likes of Hamas or something if, if you know his goal uh, this week is a sign of, of continued form lack earlier in the season um I mean, for me, again, it's a probably hold off one for me. I, I'm quite happy with the double double city defence for the moment. Um, so I, I personally wouldn't be looking at it. But I think he's always, always got potential as a differential. He has real mm. attacking 
um, it, it could pay off. I think uh, he played he played in uh, as a, as a, as a winger uh, or a, or a wing back more than a, a, a left back in the in the last game. Don't know if it's a one off. I don't know if it's just because they're playing Leicester or if it's a change of formation. I know you know Ancelotti is a very tactical manager, so he could yeah. change game to game. You you could sometimes see him playing three at the back with Dinia being the third centre back, like Cresswell sometimes does, which is really annoying. Uh, but I think the question comes as well, BJ. I'll come to you uh, on 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 that. They've got Newcastle next, then Leeds. Okay, they've got United away, then they've got Fulham at home and Liverpool. Now, that's the next one, two, three, four, five games, plus a potential double in there. Yeah, what do you think? Um, uh, I mean, I'm mean, firmly on my radar. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, you know, at this stage, I, I, I fear Kylie's wrath if I say this, but... I've, I'm, I'm conscious that I've injured three strikers in a row, and I do wonder if I have it in my power to put Calvert Lewin out. <laughs> <laughs> Traitor! Here's <laughs> the thing: if you broke him, it'd be one thing, but he's not on form at the moment to be breaking. So if you revived him, I would never forgive you. Uh, okay, but well, that's a, that's a tough, tough one to consider. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't considering but my 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 you know I was looking to probably kind of get a Leicester mid in this but obviously given I've yet again had had a, a key injury in in Kane um I obviously do have a lot of cash now for a centre forward position um, with Vardy out as well um you know I mean <laughs> just for... you know Richarlison is a forward in the game right yeah. you don't have to go to to DCL no listen I think I know, but I, yeah I could I could end I could I could I could exact <laughs> well, it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, he's definitely somebody on my radar. It was him or Kane, so now kind of comes to him. The, the thing about this is, it's either Everton or Southampton who will more like most likely get a double. And the, the interesting thing is, they are very, very, very similar prices. You know, if you get between Ings and Richarlison and DCL, or you know, I don't, Southampton midfielders are probably a little bit cheaper than Rodriguez, and the, their defenders apart from Dinia, are probably all similar prices as well. So it's quite interesting because you either wait, but if you wait, you miss those good fixtures against, for example, Newcastle, because we know, you know Newcastle going through awful form. But Morpheus Fire, at Morpheus Fire, is asking DCL question mark, Dinia question mark. Well, we just talked about them. About them. Wildcard question mark. And then the last one is sex party question mark. So wildcard question mark. Well, at least mark. he's would... asking about Dyer this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kylie, would you... A lot of people are considering a wild card. Would you wild card now or would you wait until you hear more about the doubles and see what's happening? It's such a boring response, right, to say it depends on your team. But yeah, but it's, it's true. <laughs> it's so true because uh, personally I wouldn't. Um, okay, yes, I've had a good game week this game week, um, but more to the point, I'm really happy with what my recent transfers have been. And so, yes, there are tweaks that I want to make to my team personally but nothing in the order that I would want to wildcard and, and certainly not this far out from the doubles you know there's still more information to be had um, we need things to solidify so I you know I, I always kind of think if, if you can wildcard usually uh, <laughs> not, not this season because those who wildcarded close to the doubles didn't get the benefit right but yeah. uh, generally speaking you get more benefit closer to yeah. to the time of the, the major double. That said, right, this season is is chaotic, and we cannot count on these th- 
things happening in the future actually happening the way we expect them to. If nothing is a lesson, then the 19 double should certainly be that for all of us, right? Things have changed very quickly in the lead up to doubles. So if you feel that your team needs it, then by all means, go ahead. But just keep in mind those potential, um, you know, doubles and, and, and how it may all work out. Look at what Ben Quellen has been saying um, and sort of try and if, if you're going to play the wild card, try and set yourself up so that you have teams that have a good run into that period. So you can get points and, and then you can justify maybe a couple of hits closer yep. to, to, to change. And you've already got points in the bank. At the end of the day, it, it's the points that you want. Right. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Agree with you. I saw some. Uh, I saw something that I really uh, I, I agreed with. Somebody said I would rather be in the top 10k having used all my chips than in the top one million with all my chips intact. I agree with that. It's it, uh, as you said. Yeah. It's about points. Okay. Absolutely, it's about points. But also, you know, like I'm 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 the similar thinking as you. I think it's too early right now. Um, my, I'm I'm happy with my team. Uh, I always said. For me, in my head, I said, maybe when we hear about the doubles, depending on which doubles, how, how they fall, if I don't have those players and I know how 26 is going to shape up, then maybe I'll do that. But if my team is good for 26 and I have those doubles or I can easily get an Everton or Southampton player, I probably don't want to triple up on these guys. I might not use it until later on. So, like you said, it is the boring answer, but it depends on your team. If you're not happy with it, if you feel you're too far behind, just click that button. Click it. Click it. Don't wait. Um PJ, sex party, question mark? Not in COVID, right? Is, is he suggesting <laughs> the sex party with Dominic Calvert-Lewis? Because and, and obviously Dinya. it's not going to happen. And Dinya. He, well, I mean, I'm less bothered by him being there. Yeah. <laughs> right. has great hair. He does. He, he does. Yeah, he he does. great aim? Great hair. Oh, sorry. <laughs> His hair. <laughs> uh, Lynn. Uh, Lynn, hashtag FBL, at Lynn underscore FBL, or uh, <laughs> Swedish friend with the banana pizza. Um, why does Ole keep effing up against easier opponents, PJ? What happened? It's an interesting phenomenon, uh, particularly at home. I, I think I think it's twofold, um, one of which I, I, I kind of blame him for and one of, one of, one of which I... I kind of sympathise a little bit with, um, you know, the, the latter of, of them is that we just we just haven't quite because we were coming from a point of um, of, of, of not being a kind of a very good team for the last kind of three or four years. Um, it's meant I think it's easier to and because we're Manchester United, you know, I know people hate it when you say that because we're Manchester United, but we've actually learned to um, and relearned to beat and play against the bigger teams. Um, first, because like I think there's a there's a you have to kind of that's the pressure of being Manchester United and and you want to kind of like try and beat the Liverpools and the Man Cities and the PSGs or whoever it might be. So so we've actually got a lot better at playing in the bigger fixtures, but um, it, we haven't quite got that knack caught up, which obviously we had with Ferguson and any successful title winning side Liverpool last season, Man City and bygones. Uh, past have also done whereby they just they just which we just easily beat you know the lesser teams um you know and they don't really have to kind of think about it and we've struggled against them all season um and I think there's a degree of uh, a little bit of kind of just the way that we're playing but also also the mentality and, and, and that is what I do point the finger at Ole for um he clearly has a huge issue motivating our team from the off 
against against the lesser lights. Um, if you look at how Man City uh, come out, came out against West Brom and will come out against Sheffield United, if you look at how Liverpool uh, and all the teams, Chelsea uh, included, have come out against those smaller teams in their successful seasons over the past few years, they come out of a block so firing, particularly at home in those easy fixtures, and they win the game in the first 20 minutes. And we do the complete opposite. We just kind of like wait passively for the game to pass us by and hope that one or two goes in. And then we wake up for the last kind of 20 or 30 minutes. And we've got away with that a lot this season, to be honest. Um, and, we, and we did it this weekend. So uh, for me, it's the, it's the, it's the puzzle which... Solskjaer really has to solve and one that I've been very critical of him of um, uh, why we're not playing high press football against these two why we aren't attacking them from the off why why um, who do we have we have Martial Rashford and Greenwood particularly Martial and Rashford just wandering around in the first half no intensity to their game whatsoever people always have bad games if you chase 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 the ball again I always use Mane as the example because he's the best player in the world at front foot aggressive football sometimes he has bad games he's only human but you know he always just puts puts it in goes through there and I look at some of our players and I look at how Rashford performs away at Liverpool and I look at him how he performs at home to Sheffield United and I just think that's motivation and the manager has to take responsibility for that so yeah. Yeah, you know, but, then, but not you can't hold Ole responsible for the defending of that second goal. I mean, that was atrocious. No, no but, but I think it's about the motivation. We're at yeah. home to the worst team in the league. We mm. we should we should be scoring two or three goals. Um, you know, before that, and then that, I, I just, that defensive thing never happens because we won't be under pressure. Yeah. I agree. This is, I think it's funny, right? I was listening to TalkSport earlier, and I, I love the media. Two, two weeks ago, United were the best team in the land. They're going to win everything. They are back. Today, United are crumbling. They are nowhere near the title. But I'm like, guys, like, okay, they lost so one. Extreme. They lost one game. It happens so many times. You see top teams losing to a team that is fighting. Liverpool, where the masters are. I always used to laugh that we'll give three points to the team that yeah. gets relegated every season. It's just happened. The players, maybe they went in the game thinking we already won. Maybe they were tired. Now, it's not part of the question, but I want to bring it up. Kylie, maybe to you. Fernandez, four games, one assist. That's all. Are we, yeah. should we, should we, should, should we, should we be worried? Um, yeah. He's still I mean, involved, I, but. I, I think so, right? Um, I mean, and he says it's not tiredness. I mean, the, the, the Pogba involvement again now, right, is obviously a factor because that's that's changed things. Um, when Pogba wasn't playing, it was it was the Fernandez show, right? So um, there's a there's a question over that. Um, I I am worried because he's if well he's not getting his penalties, right? No. <laughs> so our bread and butter is not happening as well to cover up for the fact that he's not getting any goals in open play um, and he's he's not really assisting. So. It is a concern at his price, and given that we sort of have him in there as a, a lock and a fallback captain. Yeah. Um, if we yeah, can't he would have been, he would have he could he, he could have been my captain against Arsenal. I think this game could suit him. It depends how Arsenal come and play. It depends the confidence. But but after that performances, sometimes oh. maybe you think I'll just keep him, but might, maybe not captain him. Well, uh, PJ, I mean, what do you I, think? Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just I was just going to say on captaincy. I mean, it's quite. I, I had uh, Gundy as my captain until about 20 minutes before uh, he was my default captain this week, and you know it, it's always that bias thing of I can't yeah. captain someone who's 
so cheap yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, at no point did I have any – if I'd had sterling, I would have captain sterling, okay, simple. Yeah, but I didn't. Um, yeah. Salah, no form. And, um, you know, Bruno w- was in no way appealing. Um, but I did just sort of cave to the it's, it's Bruno thing and it's Sheffield United, um, even though, you know, he's largely been successful away predominantly this season, yeah. as have yeah. you know. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about Fernandez? Of all the um, uh, just quickly before I get to Fernandez, of all the um phenomenons in uh in FPL, I, I think I've said it before, but definitely for me the strangest one is this kind of mental block of playing and captaining lower priced players. It, yeah. It's just extraordinary. Uh, Thomas Suick would not even be anywhere near anyone's benches yep. in the 7.5 million, which he will be next season. Uh, Gundogan uh, would have been the standout captain this week if he was 9, 10 million. You just yourself said, Kylie, that you would have captained Sterling. Why? Yep. Gundogan is in better form. Yep. And, it's just it insanity. Is, it's just... It's biased. It's so odd. That. We keep gravitating around these around it, these same people. And fair play to both. So I'm going to, you know, I've got nothing to lose. Starting with Foden this week. Um, I'm gonna. I might even captain Dominic Calvert-Lewin. We'll see. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for you know not necessarily low owned, but just those kind of those kind yeah, of cheap that's... differential captains. And I'm very similar to you. I really fancied Cancelo as captain this week. I thought he's definitely gonna play. He's due a haul. Um, I never actually put the armband on him. I think he was always my vice. But I was just like, you know, no, I can't not captain Bruno because that's insane. Um, as for Bruno himself. It's a difficult one because we've lost. I think we've lost that game. It will actually help him. I think had we modelled to a like a narrow win there and he blanked again, I'd be starting to get worried because I, Pogba being in the team definitely affects him. But I think this Man United team have reacted all season to those type of defeats. I think um, Bruno Fernandes will, will react. I would be surprised if Pogba played at Arsenal as well. I have to say. I think we'll go back to the. Fred and uh, McTominay pivot, and if Pogba does play, it will be wide, inexpensive Greenwood, mm, so, mm. where he won't be as effective. So I would certainly not be moving Bruno, Bruno Fernandez on at all. Um, I think it's, it's just it's likely, and particularly when other people, I mean, you know, who have people got? You know, Son's in arguably even worse form. Um, he, he suddenly can't finish anymore. Harry Kane's injured. Salah can't do shit in the league. So it's like there's a lot well, of... Well, he did score play. today, but it was uh, ruled out. Well, but the point is the valid. There's no <laughs> reason to... There's just no reason to actually... I mean, the question is, would you captain him? There is no reason to to move him, him I up. I think it's good, it's good a captain anyway. I think next week is a is a is an absolute free-for-all from a captaincy perspective. Yeah, a single captain who stands out? No. Yeah. Agree. Uh, actually, Kane or Son maybe, but like, well, Son Son could potentially be playing up front now, right? So we know what he's like. He I, I don't, again, he scored today. We must remember. Well, I don't know. We must remember. People did score. Salah and Son did score today. Yeah, they were ruled off, but it was very close, right? So from an FBL point of view, for me, this counts as a shot in the box or whatever it is, or a big chance or whatever you want to call it, you know, those stats, etc. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the next question. And it's actually an interesting one again. Adrian, Adrian JP15, sell Bamford, question mark. Oh, yeah. 
Bamford mm-hmm. and Leeds in general. I know Rafinha is the source right now for you, Kylie, but what do we think about Bamford coming off with 59 minutes? I mean, it is, right? It is concerning because how far back do we have to go since he scored a goal in open play? Because, I mean, I think it was at game week 16 he, he took the penalty. Uh, I mean, that, that was the last goal he scored, right? But aside from that penalty, he's on a, a really bad run and he just kind of has gotten away with it because we're all thinking about lots of other things. Lots of people certainly would have considered, wouldn't have considered selling him before the blank that never was. Um, so now we're in this situation where many of us um, have stronger than usual benches, right? Because many of us were planning for a bench boost um, and we want to shuffle things around a bit. And I'm looking at my team and well, my plan had been to bring in Kane, you know, don't know what the situation is with Kane, but he's gone off injured. And I had a debate over whether it was going to be Bamford or Bamford who I sold because I do want to make a move in terms of my attack. And frankly, Bamford is one that I'm unhappy with. Um, I don't want to sell Rafinha. Rafinha hadn't delivered for me before, but he'd looked really threatening. Um, And it's quite an exciting option to own. Bamford's really highly owned, you know, and it's that kind of boring thing of, oh, do I just hold on to him because he's so highly owned? But he's not doing it at the moment, even when Leeds are scoring. I mean, they're not getting the chances or he's absolutely fluffing the chances that he's getting. So you're not watching him and thinking, yeah, this is like earlier in the season where he's going to run amok. I mean, is this this kind of him derailing? Who knows? Potentially, and the good thing, there's so many, so many options sideways. You know, you've got Che Adams who could potentially have a double. Uh, you've got Antonio around that price. Uh, Watkins. There's so many options, and obviously, with so much money, people now are rich, and so much money but in the bank with KDB out, you could easily go higher. Um, but it's, it's hard though, right? Like, so in my position, just for context, I actually have the three three cheapies. I have Antonio. Uh, Bamford and um, Adams. Adams. Adams has been on my bench. Okay, I have six million in the bank, right? Because KDB went down to Goodie, right? So I, I do have plenty of money, um, and it was going to be a, a free swap for one of the guys up to Kane. Um, Antonio is obviously not going anywhere at the moment uh, until his next injury, but uh, Bamford and Adams, and Adams may have a double. Um, he's not particularly inspiring, but I'm also equally not particularly bothered about having him on my bench um, and then bringing him out for a double. Um, and Bamford is, you know, it feels a bit weird kind of selling him just because of his season form, but he's not doing it. So, you know, Lacazette, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Lacazette, didn't he? An update from uh, on from Ben Dinnery, Ari, about Kane. Um, and he looks pretty, looks pretty fucked. Apparently both his ankles are shot to shit. Uh, and uh, Ben said expected to be out for several weeks. So uh, um, a big blow for um, Spurs' joke of a title challenge. OK, let's uh, let's keep moving. Uh, talking about the cheapies. Benny Blanco at Benny underscore Blanco 40. Why do I still have Che Adams in my team? I think it's we, we just said, I mean, uh, Che has a double, so keep him. I wouldn't move him on. And maybe he's an easier bench as well. Like so, so with bench headaches. Maybe having him on the bench is not really that big of a deal. Um, Monkey, do you, do you agree? What do you think? 
Quick yeah, one. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be moving him on. Um, I think there's there's yeah. I mean I mean Watkins and Antonio are probably the two standout strikers, let alone budget strikers, and literally yeah. strikers who, who seemingly can score. Um, and that that Watkins is one of those names really does paint a picture of how no other strikers in the game are finding the back of a net right now. So um, I wouldn't bother being unless your striker's injured, a la Kane. Um, I would not be um, moving any striker who is kind of playing games. Look at someone like Chris Wood, done nothing, suddenly popped up with a goal. Um, I think I think just hold, like you said, it will very likely have a double in two or three weeks anyway. Um, yeah. So, no, just just keep him. It's, it can't possibly be the only fire that you've got to put out. Talk, <laughs> yeah, talking about cheapies, FBL uh, underscore tabdoll at, at F. PL Tadpole, best options up front time to move on from Bamford so we, we literally just covered it so we don't have to go back from, you know, yes can understand moving off Bamford, you've got plethora of options, Villa have games Everton have games coming up um, Southampton could have a double so plenty of options there um, right, um, uh, Adam at 3-5 who, which account will get suspended next and then he added after Hindu Monkey <laughs> There's, there, there seems to be a, a, a flurry of uh, suspensions, so we don't know what's going on, but hopefully none of us uh, get suspended, Adam. Uh, Pete uh, Wilkie at Pedro5174. Why is the Finnish monkey so much more entertaining than the weird Yorkshire one? Kylie, what do you think? <laughs> Sorry if I'm embarrassed. I didn't think that question. I find Findu monkey hilarious. Um, and I mean, you know, we kind of tend to, regardless of where he lives, we, we do tend to call him the Kiwi one. Um, but I mean, I, I'm still a bit confused as to these explaining and uh, random finish <laughs> variations of uh, beloved, shall we say, or something uh, accounts. But um yeah, I mean, I, I think it's funny because we have no idea what it's saying. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, who's the Belasoli asks another question. I have no idea. what the, I have to look into it. This is how much about these things I know. How do you buy game stonks in FBL and ride a rocket to the moon fueled by FBL points? I believe he's refer- referencing some, something that happened with Reddit and shares, etc. PJ, do you have any clue what this is about? Literally no more forever. Good. Kylie, do you have any, anything, any idea what he's talking about? I know something about Wall Street. I asked the guys, some, uh, something happened in Wall Street where the people are just buying shares in this game called GameStocks or whatever, just because one guy um, found out on Reddit that something happened and then suddenly everybody's rich or like buying shares and selling them or something like that. Do, yeah, do you have any that's, idea? That's basically, no, I've basically been working <laughs> the entire week. <laughs> um, that, that what you've just highlighted is the very barest amount of knowledge that I have. I've seen references to this uh, and the Wall Street situation, but that is the extent of it. I have no cool. idea. Cool. Well, uh, so we move on to our next section, which is captains and transfers. We had a couple of questions about that. So from FBL uh, Dave uh, at Club's mug, Sterling 9% on captain again versus Sheffield, or is that pushing my luck? I will have Kane son, and you expect their EO to be more like 10 to the power of 8. Well, not Kane anymore. <laughs> and then uh, we also had uh, FBL Limerick at Dave CZ FBL. Who to captain this week? Decision getting right has become my mission. Throw a dart, roll the dice. Have you checked the runs or had a vision? So, Kylie, come to you first. Captains and transfers, quick one. What's, what's, your, what's your thoughts? 
Um, I don't. I, I do have to consider this because I had been uh, looking to get Spurs in for the Brighton match uh, with Kane. My, my preference was kind of maybe Son, but with Kane being the obvious one to bring in, just because I'm quite happy with my budget, sort of semi-budget midfield, um, and I, I have a few Bamfordish strikers that are unpleasant. Um, now with Kane being ruled out, it's a real challenge because they as discussed, there's really not many appealing strikers at the moment. So I'm actually quite stuck on on what I will do. Uh, I may even hold a transfer. Um, oh my <laughs> so god! I'm taking loads of hits, but they've been playing <laughs> us the last few weeks. Have you, have you done that? Have you done that yet this season? Hold a transfer? Yeah, I I did do it once, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they just usually weren't working. This is the first run where my actual transfers have been working. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. Um, I mean, in, in terms of captaincy, as it stands, um, probably just Gundy. Uh, I might just pop it on him. He's had a semi sort of rest. You know, he, he came off early. Um, my kind of thing at the moment, and it's partly just because I've actually been really preoccupied, um, so I haven't had as much time to obsess over my choices and maybe that's why I'm doing better um, because I haven't been overthinking. So I, yeah. I'm, I think I'll just leave it and that strategy seems to be working for me. Yeah, fair enough. BJ, what about you? Moves. So you, you're going to captain Foden. Any transfers? You've got Kane, haven't you? Yeah, I've got Kane. So it'll be out. It'll probably, I mean, my planned transfer out was Bowen for... Um, probably Harvey Barnes jump back on that train, um, but you know, I don't know. If I can stomach that for a hit now, and obviously I've got to take Kane out because he's not going to play. Um, so uh, you know, I wanted Leicester cover to play Leeds because I think that game will be wide open. But you know, I'm going to have to go for an Everton attacker because they're likely to have a double. They're playing Newcastle, who are an absolute shower. So uh, it will be one of Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Rakaliasson, uh, I imagine, for for Harry Kane. So it's then whether I still do my move for a hit, Bowen to Barnes. I'm not sure there's enough there for a hit for me, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm also quite keen on Lucas Um as, as mentioned earlier. I, you know, he's a player who's been kind to me when I own him. I've managed to largely avoid other than once his uh, his really poor scores and, and catch him on quite a few upsides um so so we'll see um you know i'll obviously let everyone know via a public address uh, the two transfers i move will obviously result in uh, a net negative score for the players involved um and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll move on from there so. yeah well uh scaringly my <laughs> my moves are similar i think i think bamford's time is up for now um for me uh, with with Bamford and Watkins, I can't have two cheapies. And Watkins, I can't always. I know he's just scored two and two, but um, I need he needs to he needs to move on uh, Bamford. And I did consider actually keeping him and bringing um, uh, Antonio for for Brewster or something like that, and have three strikers and bench one of them. But I can't be doing with the benching headache. And I think just the fact that Bamford has started coming off early and maybe a bit of form and leaves fixtures are not that great. So I thought, OK, uh, potentially looking at Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison as well, or it was Kane, not anymore. Uh, maybe even Ings. I don't know. There's so much money that I could go there. My other one I was thinking of, uh, I'm not scared of taking hits. They, they usually do work. Um, Chris Will, maybe his time is up. Um, 
with West Ham's fix, fixtures coming up and could go to Dinia as well. So it's a minus four. Do I want to do it? But I need to do it early because that's when their good fixtures are. So thinking about those, captain-wise, uh, it's, it's funny. Um, I agree with Kylie. It's just something about not captaining Gundogan um, or cheaper player, but probably will be him or Son, one of those two. Yeah, I mean, on that, I was I was going to say this earlier because it's just something that I, I had been reflecting on before. We've talked about a bit about the bias thing. Um, in my first season, which was the Leicester season, um, and I, I started with Mares, and because I didn't have that bias, right, at all, and I did, as we know, I came in extremely raw to this game, um, and it was very much a case of, Oh, he's 5.5. Um, this is my player who's scoring two goals every week. Well, I'll just captain him. That seems a very obvious thing. And no one else captained him because they'd all been playing for seasons and they had that instilled bias of must captain premium. And by my second season, and, and that season was definitely my most successful. Um, by the second season, I had those blinkers on. Um, and I found myself in the same situation where that opportunity presented itself, but I absolutely didn't captain that player. I, I went for the premium. So it, it's amazing how quickly we get into that mindset. And I saw this with my sister who had only started playing um, last season where she very much didn't have the blinkers. You know, she was like, well, I'll just go for my form player, whoever that may be. And so often that works. So yeah. maybe it's something it's, but it's really hard, to, it even though you know that that is probably the sensible thing to do because price doesn't determine anything. Yeah, but um, I, I, I had that, that same problem, yourself. Kylie. I had that same problem. At the, you know, I, I had discussions uh, with you and Don about it. Is um, who, who to bench, Dallas or or Cresswell? Now, luck, I decided to stick with Cresswell, but I'm pretty sure the only reason I did. Is because he was more expensive. I'm pretty sure if I had uh, Sufal in there, he would have been the one benched and Dallas would have started. Yeah. 100%. I just couldn't see myself benching a 5.3, which I, and I don't like that. Uh, some, which is which maybe also why I might sell him. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, I think it's been a great discussion, guys. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the questions because there were really important questions and important topics that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, but that's all we have time for. I've been Mars at Mars05. Joined by my amigo Kali at Kali FPL, amigo PJ at Hindu Monkey, and our absent amigo at the Marble Curse. Uh, please like, share, tweet, uh, etc. about the pod when it comes out. Go onto iTunes, give us a, a reference if you like it. We like the five stars or whatever it's called. Stay safe, look after your loved ones. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.